0: Well, we're here in Amsterdam, and who's next to me?
1: It's uh, Siobhan from Norway. I'm doing activism on the road, traveling to to hold a workshop about animal rights activism.
0: Yeah, you already did a presentation to a big group. We're here 21 other people.
1: Yeah, so we've been talking about uh, direct action everywhere. It's a form of uh, disruptive activism uh, where we are, uh, yeah, not obeying unjust laws.
0: And what is the focus today? Because we're in Amsterdam, what are we going to do?
1: So what we're going to do is that we're going to uh, enter uh, some establishments and raise awareness about what is happening, the injuries that they are putting towards animals.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of um, yeah sick situations in the world with animals, of course. Uh, in the Netherlands, there's a big industry on the food industry. So how do you cope with this, and what do you do with it?
1: So yeah, I, how, how I personally cope with this is to connect with other people who share the same compassion. I meet activists, I meet people who, 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 who do see these problems and who want to fight for it and speak up for the, for the victims, the animals.
0: So actually everyone here is vegan?
1: Yeah, everyone in this room should be vegan. Now it might be someone who, who is not, but most of them should be vegan, yeah.
0: Yeah, because the issue is that uh, there's also a slogan on it and it says uh, it's not food, it's violence."
1: Yes, uh, we believe that it is not food. Uh, Animal products in general is not food and it's a violent act towards animals to take their products without their consent.
0: So how do people react when you do these uh, activities?
1: Actually most often they actually react in a very positive way. People see our message and it comes across very clear so people take it serious at least and that's what we want people we want people to question who they are eating
0: yeah I can think uh, when you're imagining a supermarket and people from 14 15 16 years old they have their Instagram and they make a picture because you're standing there
1: mm, yeah and we do see that like a lot of people are sharing our message with either snapchat Instagram and, and other things so it's very very powerful when we even reach their friends through their to dra- their smartphones
0: can you tell me a little bit about uh, one of these projects you did
1: So uh, the project I am doing now is uh, I'm doing activism on the road, which means traveling to different countries different cities to to talk about animal rights and uh, activism and how we can be active for animals so I'm mainly uh, focusing on one organization called the Save Movement where we go to slaughterhouses uh, outside slaughterhouses to bear witness to animals so we're stopping the trucks trying to 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 be there for the animals give them some food uh, give them some water and uh, compassion uh, on the last minutes of life
0: yeah, and most of the vegans, they also know the AV, of course, with the cubes of truth. Uh, a lot of things with the disruptions are working out now. Uh, probably in Europe, there are many activity groups.
1: Yeah, in Europe, it's quite exploding quite much. Like, a lot of things are happening. And I think most, most countries in Europe at least have a few groups of uh, some of the organizations now.
0: This location is in Amsterdam. It's actually a good old building that uh, gives a way to brainstorm and make possibilities to prepare these actions.
1: Yeah, actually it's a very very nice uh, nice building here, like a more anarchistic style and yeah it's, it's nice to get together with, with more radical uh, people and then we can also connect with anarchists and people with different beliefs. it, it cr- uh, increases the movement as well.
0: There was a discussion about what do they call us, because a lot of people in the politics they already talk about the activists, and the activists aren't even uh, extremists, they become terrorists.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of countries that are calling uh, activists terrorists, so we're basically getting called terrorists because we're trying to save the lives of innocent beings. And I do find that very sad that people are going to look at us as the rescuer, as a terrorist, while the, the people are actively, systematically killing animals, breeding them into existence and killing them. It, it, they, they, are, they are not the extremists. You, know.
0: you probably heard a lot of stories about the activists already uh, doing this same thing. Can you tell a short story about the successful uh, activity?
1: Uh, you mean like an, a successful action uh, in general like yeah i would say direct action everywhere uh, have been doing quite a lot of successful things they have for example managed to ban the sale of fur in san francisco and that this they have done with a lot of disruptive actions they have been in in inside fur farms they have been uh, in the politics and they have been fighting from all different aspects on how to how to end this and now it's actually not legal to sell fur in in san francisco which is a very huge huge win
0: yeah, these are big organizations, also the Animal Liberation Fund, you are told about it. They started it's in the 1960s, uh, being active, more active with also masks. Um, why is the mask still necessary?
1: Why they are still necessary? Yeah, you
0: see it at the AV, of course, Cubes of Truth, these kind of things. Why is it still necessary to use a mask?
1: So, the mask, uh, Animal Liberation Front, are using our cof- course very different from the anonymous for the voiceless mask, because when we are using masks to... To hide from, a, from the world is different, like when we are using masks with anonymous for the voiceless we, we, don't, we don't hide ourselves, it's just that we are, the, 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 it, it's not about us, it's not about the person behind the mask, it's about everything else around us, so when people see us with the mask we're also drawing a lot of attention, while it has never anything to do with the mask, we are anonymous for the voiceless, so it doesn't matter who is behind the mask, because what really matters is what's happening around us.
0: Yeah, it matters, the story, so yeah. people need to see the content, of course. Uh, if you show it in, uh, in the activities now, when you go to a shop or you go to a fast food place where they sell a lot of these products that are not vegan, um, what is the impact? Because you used plates with the, with the words on it. Well,
1: what do you mean exactly? Which uh, the you, use,
0: you use the slogans on, on, the, on the plates, of course.
1: On the, on the um, uh, placards, you mean? Yeah. yeah, so when we go into to restaurants, like, the, it's not food, it's violence, for example. Yeah, You want to know the different slogans.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. What's more possible, what's more like, used.
1: Well, so, uh, when we go outside slaughterhouses, for example, that then we have pictures of the animals, often even taken at that specific slaughterhouse. or yeah, To
0: create more for visuality.
1: Yeah, and then we, we try to talk from the animal's perspective. We have a picture of an animal and saying, I was someone, I did not want to die, I am an individual. So we try to raise a lot of awareness from the animal's perspective. While if we do a disruption in a supermarket, for example, we often are a bit careful with that because we don't want to spread a false information. So we don't want to have a picture taken from a totally different farm and then going into a supermarket with that picture without knowing that this actually came from this farm. So it's easier to have written placards when you go inside establishments so you're not attacking them for something that you that, that they didn't even do or that... Can backfire to us again, so it's easier to have written statements when you go into to supermarkets, and then we have uh, statements or slogans like "It's not food, it's violence," and "Animal liberation now until every cage is empty," and yeah, so on. So.
0: Yeah, I remember meat is murder or life is not food or these kind of things, but there are so many slogans of course, Uh, some slogans they attract uh, different uh, reactions, other make it more easier and respectful, Uh, if you see the situation nowadays in the Netherlands, uh, people really discuss it also in politics and then they they call it extremists or or even terrorists, Uh, how do you think about that?
1: I think at least people are talking about it. At least people are talking about what's happening. So that means that we are at least reaching people. Because if they don't talk, we are not present enough. So of course it's sad that we don't get uh, get looked at what we actually want. And that's, we want people to, people and animals and everyone to feel happy, safe and free. Well... Are like how media often is putting it is that we are, are the, the bad guys you know what well, I think everyone needs to question who really is the bad guy when yeah, what they
0: say sometimes is of course they say are they breaking in and they get the properties from other people and the farmers and they, they get a lot of damages and these kind of things
1: yeah and then we need to question what is property like who owned someone in the first place how can you own someone else's life it's their lives and when a cow give, a birth, give birth for example it should be the the calf, uh, like they are together, it's a mom and a calf. No one should own them. If someone should own that calf, that's the mom. While the farmers take that calf away from the mom so humans can drink the milk and eat the flesh. And, and th- then we're talking about ownership, but who really have the rights to own them? So when we go into this farm, all right, I, I do believe that the farmers own the farm, but for me, a farmer can never own an animal. The because
0: the they stuff. do the rules, of course, and they don't uh, are respectful to the animals. Of course, you have a sort of right to to say that and to make a communication to the way. Uh, if you see it for uh, for the last thing, of course, it's very important to know that there's a change coming up. people are growing, a lot more more people have become vegan. Mm. So uh, the, 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 the supermarkets change. They want to become maybe more vegan and more vegan. Mm. But 100% vegan is difficult in one day, of course.
1: Yeah, of course, and I don't think anyone expects that the world will go vegan in one day. But if we can raise awareness and move towards that as fast as absolutely possible, then that that's our goal, you know, that's my goal, personally, that we can move towards animal liberation as soon as possible. And I do believe that we will reach this within one generation.
0: Well, last thing is if you um, want to save an animal, it's, of course, very difficult. So uh, there's a discussion about sanctuaries also and if it's all right and if it's all righteous. But um, how difficult is it for you?
1: To rescue an animal? If, if I would have, have everything set up, it's very easy to really rescue an animal, if that's what you want to do. Uh, of course, it's, it's a lot of things you need to think about with money and sanctuary and all these things. So for, in general, it's not that easy. But if you really want to rescue an animal, let's say you want to keep it yourself and you have a space for it yourself, then it is not very difficult to rescue an animal.
0: Well, thank you for this interview.
1: Thank you. Cheers.